All of a sudden, everyone's talking about a legal concept called hold harmless. It's a clause in a legal contract that says one party isn't liable if the other party suffers injuries and damages. This sudden fixation on this legal clause is coming up in the context of public schools in New York. And hold harmless here means schools can't suffer by losing state funding, even if the state's in financial trouble. But in Governor Hochul's new budget, she's like that concept is old. Some schools have way fewer kids than they used to, so they should get less money. Judging from the backlash, she won't have it easy making the change. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Pearsall Wealth Management at UBS Wealth Management USA, subsidiary UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC, 1 Broad Street, Glens Falls. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Monday, February 5th. First up, a trial date has been set for the man accused of killing 10 people in Buffalo in 2022. Peyton Gendron from the Binghamton area is charged with targeting black people in a racist attack at a top supermarket. The trial in federal court is set for September 8th, 2025. WBFO's Grant Ashley reports for the New York Public News Network. Justice Lawrence Villardo, the judge presiding over the case, described that date as both, quote, real and, quote, aspirational, adding that he would only push it back under extenuating circumstances. Federal prosecutors who are seeking the death penalty against Gendron had originally pushed for a start date of April 14, 2025. That's a stark contrast from the defense team's request to delay setting a trial date until more of the pre-trial litigation has played out. Buffalo Common Council members Zanetta Everhart, whose son Zaire Goodman was injured in the shooting, told reporters on the courthouse steps that while she was frustrated with the defense team's, quote, stall tactics, it was good to have a timeline for the trial. I would just say that I'm happy that things are moving forward, not as quickly as I think any of us would like, but it's good to have dates, right? Dates are good for goals, and like that's exactly what the judge said, right? Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I think that that gives, you know, both sides enough time to prepare their cases. Lawyers in the case will spend the next 19 months conducting discovery and settling pretrial disputes. Under the schedule set by Justice Villardo, nine months will be devoted to the defense team's bids to move the trial out of western New York and to limit victim impact statements. The location of the trial will likely be decided by the summer of 2025. Prosecutors said in court that a trial would likely take four to five months, with most of that time being dedicated to jury selection. In the meantime, survivors and the family members of victims like Everhart are still waiting to see what a trial would look like. I don't think you can get mentally prepared for that. I think that, you know, especially because we don't know, right? We don't know if anyone's going to have to testify, right? Like, is Zaire going to have to actually get up there and testify, you know? So we don't know those the answers to those questions yet. In Buffalo, I'm Grant Ashley for North Country Public Radio. Educators and lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are fuming over the way Governor Kathy Hochul is funding schools in her new budget plan. 
Her budget includes a record $825 million increase for public schools. But for the first time in years, some schools would actually lose funding, forcing districts to consider teacher and program cuts. Dozens of North Country districts would face that scenario if the legislature doesn't make changes. Our education reporter Amy Feireisel has this story. Christopher Clapper is the superintendent of Alexandria Central School District, which serves about 500 kids in Alexandria Bay in Jefferson County. With increases in state aid over the last few years, they got a 3% increase for two years from foundation aid being fully funded. He says they've been able to do a lot. That has included buying all student supplies, so, so that burden is not on parents. They've had free school lunch for all students since 2021. They've increased college credit classes in the high school. But Clapper says he and other superintendents knew they couldn't count on more increases. We had all assumed that we would be uh, dropped down to zero. There would be no growth in okay. foundation aid uh, for Old Harmless districts. And that's kind of what my colleagues and I you know, around the North Country have been budgeting for. Then Governor Kathy Hochul released her budget proposal, and Clapper was shocked. When we saw the numbers that came out, um, I mean, it was drastically different. It was a 13% decrease in aid, a loss of just over $500,000. If that did come to pass, it would be absolutely catastrophic for this district. That whiplash moment was happening all over the North Country. 37 school districts, a little less than half of the region's districts, face cuts in their aid. Saranac Central School District in Clinton County would receive $1.5 million less in aid. Clifton Fine and Cranberry Lake, a million. Those losses are tied to a New York provision that requires the state to give districts at least as much aid as they got the year before, even if they have fewer students. It's called Hold Harmless, and many North Country school districts fall under that umbrella. Governor Hochul's new budget proposal eliminates Hold Harmless. In her budget address, the governor said it's out of date. It's, it's just overdue for an assessment. These numbers were put in place with this Hold Harmless plan, I think since 2008. She said populations have shifted since then. And some districts that may not have been high need before are higher need. I want to make sure I have the flexibility to take care of our high need school districts. Criticism of the proposed budget has been swift and loud from education leaders, teachers unions, advocacy groups and lawmakers from both sides of the aisle. Last Thursday, Senator Dan Steck joined other lawmakers, Republicans and Democrats, to speak at a legislative hearing on education. Does anyone look at these runs before they put them out and fire up uh, 337 school districts that are all staring at cuts in the face? He listed off North Country districts with double-digit losses in aid. Keene, 32%. Lake Placid, 42%. Minerva, 25%. Newcomb, 46%. Scroon Lake, 17%. Parrishville, Hopkinton, 12%. These are devastating cuts. Governor Hochul has pushed back hard on the idea that this year's budget is a cut after years of historic increases and $13 billion for state education from the American Rescue Plan Act. In a recent op-ed, Blake Washington, Hochul's Division of Budget Director, wrote, Instead of asking the question, how much more money are our schools getting? It should be, why do we have a formula that forces us to pay for students that don't exist? He's referring to the fact that New York school enrollment has declined by about 10 percent since 2014. In Alexandria Central School District, it's been about a 25% decrease since 2014, from roughly 620 to 460 kids. But educating students doesn't happen on a per-pupil basis, says Superintendent Chris Clapper. If you have a kindergarten class of 20 students, and then that, that kindergarten class 
decreases to 17 students, it's not as though uh, there's less cost of maintaining a classroom. He says you can't hire 75% of a teacher. You can't heat part of a room. If the budget were to pass as proposed in April, Clapper says Alexandria would weather the storm. They have reserves. But they'd only last so long, says Brianne Durham, the district's business administrator. We do have a fund balance that can get us through for one year. Um, but beyond that, I don't think it's going to be fiscally possible to continue using that because the fund balance will be pretty much wiped out at that point. Across the North Country in northern Washington County, the Putnam Central School District is facing one of the steepest reductions in the state. The K-6 district, with just 50 students, would lose about $300,000, 50% of its state aid. Superintendent Matt Boucher called it draconian. It is a substantial amount. I've never seen a cut like this uh, in my 20 years. Putnam is also a hold-harmless district, and Boucher says the state considers it wealthy because of a large number of lakefront second homes. But he says the kids in his school are anything but. In our student populations, our free and reduced lunch uh, ratio is like 68%. Districts everywhere are counting on a lot changing in the next few months. Boucher says he doesn't expect the current numbers to hold. There's always some, yeah, there's always some negotiation and, and hopefully it will, it, will, it will take place this time. Christopher Clapper, the superintendent in Alexandria Bay, says he's heartened by support from local lawmakers. In the age of, of partisanship, to have a, a bipartisan initiative uh, from our legislators to say, look, this isn't right. This can't happen. If we have to talk about uh, tough choices, we can't do it on the backs of our kids and the backs of our education. The clock is ticking until the April 1st budget deadline to change that. Amy Feierisel, North Country Public Radio. We have more news all the time on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by Christopher Watts and Danny Thomas, both of them from Canton. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.